1: animals that are, that always have enough to eat. What does that show you about God? Caring, care. And what about what happens to people after they die? Right, judge, judgment. Okay, and what about the book of Leviticus? What does that tell you about God? Okay, well, that is another one. Organized, definitely. Order, order. Okay, the book of Leviticus is if a man sins, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. What for? For forgiveness, right? The book of Leviticus is all about forgiveness. Okay, forgiveness, okay. Uh, what about my blank I give unto you? Not as the world gives unto you. Peace, peace, okay, peace. Okay, peace. okay. good. And um, what else? What about... Um, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Unchanging, unchangeableness of God, okay. What about something is his and he will repay? Vengeance, vengeance of God, okay. What about something that comes down from above? Wisdom, wisdom, okay, okay. And um, what about what was over the tabernacle? The cloud and also the, what about the Shekinah? Glory, the glory of God. Okay, good, good. Okay. So all of these things that we've talked about as single words to describe God, all the power of God is in him. All the authority of God is in him. All the almightiness of God is in the Lord Jesus. All, all, all the, 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 creatorship of God is in him. All the character, the moral character, the 10 commandments, the description of his moral character, that's in him. All the righteousness of God is in him. All the holiness of God is in him. All the beauty of God is in him. All this love, and care, and compassion of God is in him. All the judgment of God is in him. All the vengeance of God is in him. All the forgiveness of God is in him. All the mercy of God is in him. I'm, oh, there's another one. Let's see how you say this one. I'm trying to give you a clue. Um, something of God is he that calleth you who also will do it. Faithfulness. Faithfulness of God. All the faithfulness of God is in him. And all the kindness of God is in him. in Titus 3, 4, Titus 3, 4, after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared all the wisdom of God is in him, all the knowledge of God is in him, all the peace of God is in him, all the truth, we didn't mention truth, all the truth of God is in him, all the unchangeableness of God is in him, with all the vengeance of God is in him, all the wisdom, all the majesty of God, all the goodness of God is in him, all the glory of God is in him, all the holiness of God is in him. That's what it means. In Colossians two nine, when it says, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This is what it means when the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him. It means that everything that God is is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And where this becomes very meaningful to us individually is in addressing our essential problem before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our essential problem is described in Ephesians 5.8. Ephesians 5.8 says, you were sometimes darkness. It doesn't say you were in darkness. It says you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, it wasn't just that we were in darkness. We were in darkness. But the problem was more severe than that. We were darkness. We were darkness itself. And another essential word to describe God, which we didn't say, is light. Light, right? In 1 John 1 Five, First John 1, 5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is what? Light, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. This means that we can add to the list light and say all the light of God is in him. We came to the Lord Jesus Christ, our walk was, was in darkness turned to light, as he said in John eight twelve. 12, John eight twelve, 12, when he said, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Such a picture of the tabernacle journeyings in the wilderness. As they journeyed on, they had the light of the Shekinah glory. That's what he's referring to. What he did for our problem of being in darkness and being darkness itself is described for us in Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13 says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Darkness is powerful. Darkness is very powerful. Darkness held us in its great power, and when it says that we were delivered from the power of darkness, that means that he rescued us from the power of darkness, from our personal bondages, to the darknesses of our personal sins. He delivered us from that. He delivered us from the presence of darkness in our lives so that we could walk in the light and the light of his word especially, He delivered us from a person who is called the prince of darkness. That's the, that's the title for Satan. He's the prince of darkness. And he delivered us from a future of darkness in hell. That's how hell is described. So in verse 55, when the Egyptians cried to Pharaoh for bread, and Pharaoh said to them, go to Joseph, Pharaoh was not saying to the Egyptians, get off my back. <laughs> he wasn't saying that. <laughs> you know, he, he wasn't saying to the Egyptians, at last I have Joseph you can complain to. I can take a break from all you troubles. No, no, he wasn't saying that. That wasn't Pharaoh. By saying to the Egyptians, go to Joseph, Pharaoh was not saying to the Egyptians that he didn't care for them anymore. It's just the opposite, as a matter of fact. Pharaoh was showing the utmost care for the Egyptians when he said to them in verse 55, go to Joseph. By telling the Egyptians to go to Joseph, Pharaoh was telling the Egyptians that he, Joseph had made great benefits available to the Egyptians, or Pharaoh had made great benefits available to the Egyptians through Joseph. That's the key word. You're only gonna get those benefits if you go through Joseph, if you go to Joseph. So Pharaoh was telling the Egyptians that Pharaoh was only to be approached through Joseph. And in the same way, God the Father tells us that he is only to be approached through the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says, we've been saying in John 14, 6, when he says, no man cometh unto the Father, but through me. And it says in Hebrews 7.25, Hebrews 7.25, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. When we go to the Lord Jesus, he makes the intercession for us to God the Father. When Joseph said to the Egyptians in verse 55, go to Joseph, Pharaoh was making it clear that Pharaoh would be honored when Joseph was honored. And when we go to the Lord Jesus Christ, we honor God the Father, as the Lord Jesus Christ said in John five twenty-three, John five twenty-three, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which has sent him. So Pharaoh was saying to the Egyptians that he had instituted that all of Pharaoh's dealings with the Egyptians were was going to be through Joseph because Pharaoh had seen great value in Joseph. And when Pharaoh told the Egyptians in verse 55, go to Joseph, he was telling them, I want you to see the same wisdom that I see in Joseph, and draw from Joseph your own benefits by going through Joseph. And when Pharaoh told the Egyptians in verse 55, go to Joseph, he was telling the Egyptians they had to guide their lives by those two words, through Joseph. Everything in their life is gonna be guided now through Joseph, and in the same way, God the Father tells us that we have to guide our lives through those same two words, through Christ, through the Lord Jesus. And the way that God has arranged, organized, for us to guide our lives through Christ is by a mystery. It's a mystery, as it says in Colossians 1.27. Colossians 1.27 says, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. That's a great mystery. Christ in you. It's the Lord Jesus Christ in us. The Lord Jesus Christ in us, in the person of his spirit, that now opens up to us this great phrase, in Christ. This unlocks for us, all the treasures that are in the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, the treasure that's spoken of in Colossians 2.3, Colossians 2.3. Colossians 2.3 says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And two of the greatest benefits that we have of being in Christ are explained in Colossians 1.14, Colossians 1.14. Colossians 1.14 says, in whom, We have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ that we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. To be in Christ is to have redemption and forgiveness of sins. To not be in Christ is to not have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Just as all the blessings just flowed from Pharaoh to the Egyptians through Joseph. Remember, he said, I am Pharaoh. And the closer an Egyptian was to Joseph, the more the Egyptian was helped by Joseph. And in the same way, all the blessings from God the Father flow to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And the closer we are to the Lord Jesus Christ, the more we are helped. And we see this, remember some of the disciples, were they were like trying to jockey to get closer to the Lord Jesus so they could ask him, who was gonna be greatest and who had betrayed him and so forth. And, but for us, we don't have to jockey because we cannot get closer to the Lord Jesus Christ than for him to be in us and for us to be in him. As he said in John 14, 20, John 14, 20, John 14, 20, at that day you shall know that I am in the Father and ye in me and I in you. So when he said that, ye and me, and I and you, that was a description of what it means to be in Christ, which is how God the Father opens this fountainhead of blessing to us through Christ, so that all of the Father's, all of God the Father's dealings with us are through the Lord Jesus Christ, as we've said in John 14, 6. All of our evaluation and our judgment, our personal judgment, is going to be from the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says in Romans 14, 10, why do you judge your brother? Why do you set him at naught? For we all shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. John 5, the father judgeth no man, but committed all judgment unto the son. That means our life goal is very simple now. Our life goal is just simply make the Lord Jesus Christ happy. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. And God the Father loves us through the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Ephesians 5.25, the husbands should love their wives even as Christ loved the church, gave himself for us. God the Father saves us through the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.9, 1 Thessalonians 5.9, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father forgives us, forgives our sins through the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says in Ephesians 4, 32, God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Matthew 9, 6, that you may know the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. God the Father adopts us by the Lord Jesus Christ, as it says in uh, Ephesians 1, 5, Ephesians 1, 5, predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. God the Father sanctifies us, through the Lord Jesus Christ, Hebrews 10.10, 10, Hebrews 10.10, 10, by which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. God the Father cleanses us through the Lord Jesus Christ, it says in Revelation 1.5, unto him that loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood. God the Father hears our prayers through the Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 8.34, Romans 8.34, it is Christ that died, you rather risen again, who also makes intercession for us. God the Father gives us the Holy Spirit who indwells us, and then he calls him the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Christ. In John 14.16, John 14.16, the Lord Jesus said, I will pray the Father, he'll give you another comforter, he may abide for you forever. And then he says in John 14.26, 14.26, 14.26, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He'll teach you, bring all things to your remembrance, what I've said to you. And Philippians 1.19, he speaks about the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. God the Father speaks to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. As we already said, the cloud that came in heaven, he said, hear him. God the Father gives us power through the Lord Jesus Christ power. 2 Corinthians 12.9, 2 Corinthians 12.9, that the power of Christ may rest upon you. God the Father gives us light through the Lord Jesus Christ, as we've said in Colossians 1.13, that he's delivered us from the power of darkness. And he perfects, God the Father perfects our lives. He perfects our lives through the Lord Jesus Christ. And from Hebrews 13.21, Hebrews 13.21, he will perfect you in every good work to do his will through Jesus Christ our lives are perfected in that way he and, and then he and then he makes our message in the world to be the Lord Jesus Christ our message is the Lord Jesus Christ where it speaks about in Romans 16:25 Romans 16:25 he says the preaching of Jesus Christ Romans 1:16 i'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ 1 Corinthians one twenty 1 Corinthians 20, 23, we preach Christ crucified. And so then he's called us to represent him here on earth when he says in, in 2 Corinthians 5.20, 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are ambassadors for Christ. We, and then God the Father gives us our Passover sacrifice in the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in 1 Corinthians 5, seven. 1 Corinthians 5.7, Even Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Just like on that first night of Passover, when every member of the family, every member of the family needed a sacrifice. Every member of the family needed a Passover lamb. But the selection of the lamb was not based on the majority vote of the family. It was the father who went out and selected the Passover lamb for the family. It was the father who provided the Passover lamb for the family. In the same way, it's God the Father who provides the Lord Jesus Christ as our Passover lamb to save us from the eternal death that we deserve. God the Father resurrects us from the dead through the Lord Jesus Christ. In John eleven twenty five, 25, John eleven twenty five, when he said, I am the resurrection and the life, and, and he that believeth in me, though he is dead, yet shall he live. 1 Corinthians 15, in Christ, shall all be made alive. That was 1 Corinthians 15, two. Second 2 Corinthians 4, 14. 2 Corinthians 4, 14. Who will raise us up also by Jesus. And then God gives us his peace, his peace through the Lord Jesus Christ. As we already mentioned, he said, my peace I give unto you. But also in Ephesians two fourteen, Ephesians two fourteen, It says, he is our peace. He is our peace. And then he gives us life. He gives us life in 1 John 5, 11. 1 John 5, 11. This is the record. God hath given to us eternal life. God the Father hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that has the son has life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. He went on to say in John 17, 3, John 17, 3, this is life eternal that they may know thee and the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And he gives us riches great riches through the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says in Ephesians three 3.8, Ephesians 3.8, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Not only does God the Father give us the unsearchable riches of Christ, but then he gives us the work of preaching the unsearchable riches of Christ to the world by telling them it can be theirs through the Lord Jesus Christ. And he makes us a part of the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, the bride from Revelation one nine. Revelation 21, nine. the bride, the lamb's wife, and then he gives us an eternal future through the Lord Jesus Christ an eternal future when you look about all this about the resurrection in 1st Thessalonians 4:16 and 17 1st Thessalonians 4:16 through 17 it ends up by saying and so shall we ever be with the Lord in short god has made all we have to come through or from the Lord Jesus Christ 1 Corinthians 8, 6, for, for for one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. What he's done, what God the Father has done, is he has made the Lord Jesus Christ to be like this golden hinge, this golden hinge which turns everything that we have and we will have. Just as Pharaoh told the Egyptians in verse 55 that Joseph for them was the golden hinge on which turned all that they have or will have So in essence, Pharaoh was saying to the Egyptians, if they had Joseph, they had everything. And that's what we've seen about the fullness of the Godhead bodily. For us, it means, as it says in Colossians 2.9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The next verse says, in verse 10, Colossians 2.10, and ye are complete in him. Ye are complete in him. Which means that if we have Christ, we have everything. Everything means Philippians 4.19, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It means Colossians 3.3, Colossians 3.3, you are dead, your life is hid with God, with Christ in God. So in, in verse 55, when Pharaoh turned to them and, and they were in trouble because they didn't have any food, and he said, go to Joseph, he'd given him advice, and, and we see this advice and so we get the same advice. He just said, Go to Joseph. Well, what do we do when we're in trouble? We go to the refrigerator. <laughs> God says, Go to Jesus. I go to the refrigerator. And what do we go? We go to friends. God says, Go to Jesus. We go to counselors when we're in trouble. God says, Go to Jesus. And we have troubles. We go to the movies. God says, Go to Jesus. And we go on vacations, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We go to church. God says, Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we don't carry everything to God in prayer. So what we've seen in verse 55, go to Joseph command, is that all man has comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. All help to get out of trouble comes as we go to the Lord Jesus Christ. And God the Father loves the Lord Jesus Christ so much that he made him to be our only way to come to God the Father. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our Joseph, the Lord Jesus Christ. We hear you this morning, Lord, as you saying through Pharaoh, go to your Joseph, go to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Do you believe God created the Earth? Do you believe God created you in His image? Then come celebrate Museum Day at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California on Saturday, November 4th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Museum Day is a Christian family festival event with life-size dinosaurs, games, rides, contest prizes, fair food, vendor booths, petting zoos, live animal encounters, and super science experiments for kids, along with world-renowned speakers Tom Cantor, Eric Hoven, David Reeves. Russ Miller, Kevin Conover, Dr. John Baumgardner, and more. Free admission to the museum and all speaking engagements for you and your family and entire church family are free. The Creation and Earth History Museum is located off of Highway 67 and Woodside Avenue in Santee next to the Santee Drive-In. So bring your family and friends on Saturday, November 4th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and strengthen your faith at Museum Day. For more information, call us at 619-599-1104 or creationsd.org. CreationSD.org.